and the thing that he told me I probably have is similar to the thing I actually have, thankfully. <laughs> so I have something called a pars defect in my back, which is just a stress fracture between the vertebrae. So I can actually now say I've broken my back, but I have no idea how I did it because during the conversation, he asked me when my car accident was. <laughs> I was like, what? He was like, I could have swore when I when we spoke and I saw you in December, sorry, you had mentioned that you'd been in a car accident. I was like, no, you're thinking of somebody else. I've never been in a car accident. He's like, okay, well then what trauma has occurred that would have caused you to do this? <laughs> I was legit like, ah, uh, nothing. I was like, after I saw you, like, I fell six inches on my tailbone, and since then, my tailbone hurts. Mm. And he's like, no, that's due to be the pars defect. Your coccyx is now not, like, facing the right way. It's, like, outward instead of pointing inward. Mm -hmm. So I need to get a butt donut. <laughs> and, like, those... She's going to get BBL without getting a BBL. <laughs> pretty much. Could you imagine? I just turn around... I'd get out of the surgery. Ass booty. Have a nice little booty and be no, able to small work one. to like make they it just big. Gave you, like this big ass like. Dump That'd be truck. the dream. I'll just go like, to the doctor and be like, like "Wow, you're cutting me open. Can you also just insert a bunch <laughs> like, of yeah, silicone in my ass?" I go cheeks. into surgery and I'm like, "You take my fat and put it into her ass, <laughs> and then put some into mine." <laughs> please, all in these pockets, right up in right here. Right up in here, please. They're oh my empty. God. Oh my God. I literally sit only, on bone. I swear. Uh, if um, I do too, dude. Yeah, it's I'm working crazy. on the booty in the gym. But oddly enough, guys like my butt. I'm like, why? <laughs> I don't know why. There's not really much there. Like, I have the width, but I don't have the girth. You I was know gonna say you, you've got the hips. I got the hips, but I don't have the oomph, you know. Like, I don't have the big hips. old baby, <laughs> big old booty, like whatever. But on that topic of like, ugh, if only to have the money. Welcome back, baby, to another episode of Two Real Canadians. It's your favorite host, Emily. Emily, again for another episode. And we're using our old fucking mics. I'm not gonna get into that topic, but you know what? It is what it is. We're using our old because mics. we spent X amount of money on these nice ass mics. They look fantastic. They're supposed to do the job, but they pick up on everything. They literally pick up on like the slightest thing, which like it's great, but like we at the same the time, setup still. The mics that we have in size are so small in comparison to what we were using. It's like what the. Who fucking designed this shit? Anyways, I don't fucking like, like literally twelve dollar fucking twelve dollar fucking mics over a hundred and twenty third or hundred and thirty dollar mics. Fucking what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck, man? What Anyways, fuck? whatever. Stupid. But honestly, like money's so fucking like tight. Tight. And like <laughs> the way that things are going right now, like the way gas prices are going up, the way like everything's fluctuating, like we're so just gonna go into cool. another fucking like. Like I'm not depression. Even to say gas in this house anymore. We're all diesel vehicles. So friggin' diesel price. Yeah. It's still through the still, fucking roof. Still shit. Like it's like today's age. Like people honestly think like. Uh, you you have everything. You can get a job. You can like the old generation. They're like you can get a job easily. You can do this. You can buy a house. It's like bitch with what fucking money? A t the the two bedroom, the three bedroom farmhouse, one level, the like one level three bedroom farmhouse that I grew up on, tiny as shit, 
would probably sell for close to $600,000 now. You're going to tell me that I can buy that? With what motherfucking money? With what motherfucking money? Unless your family, your parents, your siblings, or your relatives has set you up and either financially, credit-wise, was helping out. Like, in any sort of way has helped out for you to get a house, the only way property, or anything is like, it, it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. You can't do it. You can't do it alone. You yeah. have to have the leverage. Mm-hmm. But my parents are so like, you can do it yourself. Money you can't equals do it yourself. power. You have to have a good paying job to be able to pay for anything. I literally got into an argument with somebody a little while ago about a house and mortgages and the way that our generation and the previous generations mm-hmm. look at money because we look at houses as an asset. We put it down on paper as yeah. an asset. Yeah. But an asset, the actual definition of an asset is something that is bringing you in money monthly. Unless you're renting out that asset, that, that motherfucking house is not bringing you in money. You I are know, I don't know why they monthly. claim it as an asset. There is taxes. There are all to me, of these fucking to things me, that go to the government. To me, sure. growing up an asset was always described as something you owned. It mm-hmm. wasn't something Outright. you owned money on. It was always something that you owned. Outright. So my dad, so Beautiful. for instance, like my parents... Like, growing up, my parents owned their vehicles. We owned our boat. We owned our, our, um... Exactly. Everything is owned. Things are owned. The things, like, growing up... Like, for instance... Listen, like, let me put this into perspective for you. Growing up, my parents had a hardship. My dad got sick and the government decided, all right, everything that you have in assets, we are taking. Mm -hmm. Because... You need to make, give us money somehow. You need to produce tax wealth on your property somehow. So they came and took my dad's transport truck, which was owned by, which he was paying for through the company. But because it was an asset, because he was paying for it, still, they took it. Because it wasn't a fully owned asset. Yeah, because so, it's still owed. Yeah. So because it was still owed, it wasn't a fully owned asset, they took it. Mm-hmm. Same with the trailer. It wasn't a fully owned asset, so they took it. Same with, um, they tried to take my mom's car, but my dad fought that one because he's like, I'm not here. There's no vehicle. She needs to get to work in bylaw. Bylaw, if you live so many kilometers outside of the town, like, the government has to supply you with a vehicle at the time, or, like, if you're a parent, like, somebody well, who yeah, needs you a vehicle, still have you have to be legally, able to get to work. Yeah, legally, they have to give you a vehicle. Like, you're allowed to get a vehicle. Um... So my dad, like, fought that, and so then my mom was able to keep a vehicle, but my dad fixed up the van that we owned. But they just took, like, everything. Everything else that we owned, any money on, toys, shit like that, they took it. Mm-hmm. And the shittiest thing about the Ontario government was the fact that my parents had inherited the tuition, college tuition, that my grandparents had started for us when we were born. Might add you, I was probably like nine or ten at this point, maybe ten or eleven around that age, and like they'd started a college fund for each yeah. of you. When we were born, they'd started a college fund. Yeah, yeah. So there was a couple. You, there, there so. was no. It was only two of us. Oh, the third okay. one already was up and done college by then. Well, yeah. So 
the two, and my other my grandpa supported her on that. She lived with my grandpa. But uh, so the government was like, we're gonna take it. So a couple grand between the two of us. Like I'm not talking about like four or five grand. I'm talking about like twenty, thirty grand between the two of us. Just up and swiped it away. There's tuition. Great. So every chance that my family has ever had setting up us us up for success has been wiped away. So my family has come to the point in our lives as they went through this money situation growing up, listening to my parents in the basement of my farmhouse, yelling and screaming at each other about bills because my parents don't know how my parents didn't know how to communicate properly back then. They do now. They know now. They know how they know how to now, but not back then. God no. God no couldn't save their lives back then. But they know how to now. But back then it was traumatizing. God, I can't handle money situations very well. I can handle them, but I will probably cry if it gets stressful, and especially if I don't have enough money. If I have enough money, I'm fine. I'm fucking fabulous. When it's to the point I have no money, I am in tears. I am literally like, I'm gonna apply for bankruptcy. I gotta fucking sell everything. I need to go build myself a grave right now. (laughs) Get into the level 10 dramatics. Like 10 out of 10, like, is it me? <laughs> with money or relationships. Like, am I the drama? No. Is it I'm not the drama. Me? I'm not the drama. It can't be me. <laughs> it's not me, I swear to God. My Ask parents, anybody, it's not me. My parents were always about, like, living, like, they lived paycheck to pay, paycheck, don't get me wrong. They were Boom. married in, like, 86. They had my brother in 89. Once my brother was born, my mom had, like, the six-week or whatever it was um, mat leave that they provide, and then you have to, like, reapply. Yeah. And they denied her. So. She back to work. She back to work at six weeks. My brother had colic. Nobody was taking him because he literally screamed. If he was awake, he was screaming. Oh, my God. Constantly. The kid was in pain. So he had it for nine months, and my mom didn't have a job for nine months. And wasn't getting paid. Yeah. Just relying off of my dad's little shitty income. Yeah. And my dad would like come home and give her, like hand her $300 cash mm-hmm. every time he got paid and was like, this is what you have to survive on. This is what we can afford to pay groceries, like yeah. all of these things. So my mom always handled it like that. And then even as we grew up, like, she had two jobs. She mm-hmm. did the second career um, thing that yeah. you're doing. Yeah. But back then, it was called something else because she was, like, the initial pilot program for it. Yeah. So she went through all of that and worked for Celestica and, like, mm-hmm. makes computer chips and everything like that. But back in the day, we would go to... It's called, it used to be called Dean and Lori's in Lindsay, mm-hmm. across from the high school that I went to, and it was not, like, a nice place to shop. I mean, like, it was discount meats. Yeah. Like, that kind of place. Mm-hmm. And we were shopping, being like, okay, can I afford this orange? And my mom yeah. has this big-ass calculator in the cart, being like, the 90 cents we can afford to put back. Yeah. Oh, my parents were like the couponing type of parents. My mom was building, bu- bundling that shit up. I she remember was all like, the flyers on, her, oh, yeah. on the table. All the flyers. The yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> but if you haven't experienced money hardships in your life, you can go fuck yourself. Because you literally haven't lived. lived. 
Like, if you haven't had to figure your own shit... If you haven't had to figure out where your next meal's coming from, you haven't fucking lived. Literally. If you haven't figured out that. how you're going to afford that... Next meal? meal especially for a child. Like, that's yeah. fucked. Every time I call the government, I'm literally like, I'm trying to pay for diapers. Yeah. And you're, like... Yeah. You're making this hard. Yeah. Like, honestly, I was, like, when you call the government, like, the government honestly doesn't, like, really give a shit about you. But, like, at the same time, like, when you call them, like, you can't just be, like, oh, I'll call them once and they'll deal with it. No, you have to be persistent. Mm -hmm. Like, I called them multiple times about my EI because I'm laid off from my summer job. So I called them multiple times. And I was at the point where I'd run out of savings. I'd run out of money that I had come accumulated. And I was now laid off from COVID because the government, our government was like, we're on lockdown again. So they're not like, mm, let's bump the EI process for people. No, fuck I you. I feel like we're going to be these old biddies telling our kids, like, we were through World War Three. I was, you know I, mean? I lived through life. We've been through You got the shit the easy. I don't know, man. We've been through so much. <laughs> We've been through so much. But, like, money and, like, they don't talk about, like... In, the, in our episode, like, things high school doesn't talk to you about, like, things high school doesn't tell you, I briefly discussed that high school doesn't teach you anything about finances, anything about money, yeah, nothing like that. They don't teach you about that. They don't teach you how to apply for a loan. They don't teach you how to apply for credit. They don't teach you how to apply for a car, a house, a mortgage. My friend literally was like, yeah, I didn't really realize till like, not that long ago that you can't just buy a house with money. You have to have credit. Yeah. You can't just go up to somebody and he's like, here's $50,000. And then you need to explain where that $50,000 came from. I was yeah. telling Travis this the other day because currently we have two assets. We have two homes in our name. The goal is to get the second one out of our name because it's not even ours. Mm-hmm. Get it the heck gone. But the money that comes from it, we want to be able to recoup to be able to have another property and possibly yeah rent this place out because we also realize we've been here a year now we can fucking rent this place out if we want to up and down yeah buy another house that we actually like downgrade rent you know what i mean like (laughs) there are certain things that we can do but we're like i need my shit together to be able to do it yeah because right now on like right now i'm literally making less than two grand a month Mm -hmm. to survive off of it's like how do we even Live. Um, <laughs> how do yeah, we live? Like, like how, how are we I... supposed to survive? They don't teach you any of that in high school. And so many people go through life just on a whim. A lot of kids grow either you go through life learning money management through your parents. You go through figuring out like if you're gonna be a, the type of person who's gonna spend a lot of money. Like literally take like put yourself in your parents' shoes, like yourself in somebody else's shoes, and look at yourself. Are you the type of person? who is spending the money like your parent, whether it's your individual parent or your joint, your combined parents, or are you the type of person who's saving your money like your parents? Exactly. Or are you doing the opposite? Like if your parents like spend like crazy and you're like, I'm not gonna be like my parents at all, I'm gonna save my money, good fucking on you. Or but even if just the parents that can say yes or no in the store. Yeah. It tells their kid right then and there whether like money grows on trees yeah money grows on fucking it fucking trees. doesn't 
In the States, it does. Not fucking here. <laughs> it's plastic, bitch. You don't know those money trees. They uh, ain't worth shit. They're fucking fake. You know the ones at the store that you can buy? Fucking bullshit. Yeah, I've had a money, money. I've had a money tree in my goddamn house for five fucking years. Travis. I ain't had no money left. No one was shit. Travis literally <laughs> was putting my plants upstairs in their new pots that Hank Chelsea had put in yeah. the pot. Put one in. And he was like, oh, you should get some, like, aloe. I was like, we were in Costco, and you wouldn't even let me get the aloe plant. Like, was ticked. Yeah. <laughs> Done. And he was like, you go back to work, and you can have all the plants you want. And I'm like, Good. that's what I'm aiming for. Just buy me the plant. <laughs> that's my sass. I'm not I was like, it's a for- fucking Costco I'm plant. not asking. $9.99. People, <laughs> if you want cheap plants, you go to Costco. I'd be like, sir, I'm not asking for diamonds. Or silver or gold. Right? Asking for a plant. And then we go to Winners. No, what? Was it Winners? Walmart. Walmart. We went to both, but I think it was One at Walmart. Then he grants me the, the ring worth the same amount as the plant, and I would have been just as happy with the plant. <laughs> plant might not last as long, but I'm gonna fucking make it dry. I will try, I promise. I'll keep it alive like I love. oh my god but yeah it's really depressing to know that a lot of people grow up with no sense of understanding of how important money is a lot of people can grow up and their parents literally provide everything for them and then once they get to a certain age their parents are like all right you're on your own and then they're like wait what the fuck what do you mean and like typically but daddy what do you mean the credit card is cut off love you to bits but she'd agreed that the credit card I already had it was like worth like 1500 bucks was the, was the credit limit yeah she knew nothing about credit at the time mm-hmm. she just knew that I had $1500 available to pay for like books and stuff right yeah so she's like put it all on there no problem I'll put chunks on it towards it no problem while you're in school okay great well that's also supposed to help for like gas and you know? Wasn't putting big enough payments on it, so I couldn't even put gas in my car. Half yeah, because the, the interest is too high. Exactly. So you so might be putting twenty dollars in there. It was just going around and around in a freaking circle. I'm in school. I can't do anything to afford it. I'm basically considering with my friends selling myself on the fucking street to pay for gas just to get home for the weekend. Yeah. To see my parents that aren't even paying the bills at the <laughs> day. To see my fucking family that's not even paying. Them. <laughs> But, like, afterwards, I had to learn the fucking hardware. I got a job that wasn't even in the field because, again, things happen in life. I came home early from college and didn't even finish. Again, another bill with interest I had to pay. You know what I can't stand? The people who have never worked a fucking job. They've never worked a job. Like, I'm talking, like, you went all through high school not working a job. Like, your parents paid for your phone. Your parents paid for your booze. Your parents paid for your clothes. They paid for whatever the fuck you wanted. Mm -hmm. And then you went to college. They paid your tuition. They paid for your books, everything like that. Like, they paid for your food stamps every month, like, whatever. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, your food card. Like your, your card, yeah. Yeah, your, like, monthly card that you have to use. I like, remember so, going through you the know what I mean? and seeing like, those people, especially, yeah, like, even like, like never, and never like, fucking worked a day in their life. And they'd expect to go out of college or I university remember. and get right in their field? You're fucking stupid! You're fucking dumb! They're gonna 
doorknob. Take your fucking doorknob. Literally, you can have as much education as you want, but they need the actual experience. On they the need resume. the experience. They need to see you physically working. I remember coming out of two things on that. I remember coming out of my psych class at Trent and going over to get a thing of pizza. And I had just enough money. I mean, just enough money in quarters <laughs> to pay for my fucking slice of pizza. Yeah. Because I only had, like, another $20 bill to get gas to get home. Yeah. That day. Right. <laughs> and I remember seeing this motherfucker in front of me cashing out. And he had, like... He was sitting beside me the whole freaking lecture, and he was so annoying. Yeah. So it really bothered me that I'm here counting quarters, and he pays with his mommy's student card and ate, like, a fucking feast. Yeah. All through the next half of the fucking thing. Lecture while you're nubbling on fucking the bitch. Well, no, I finished it in the 15 minute allotment we fucking had for (laughs) break. Because it was only fucking a 325 slice of pizza. Yeah, but that shit bothers me. But they don't tell you this shit. Like, people don't, like, they don't tell you this in high school. So, like, kids don't expect it. So they just think, oh, the world's easy. Like, life's not fucking easy. It's not. And they don't even tell you, like, the whole credit card thing. Like, they don't teach you this shit in high school. Like, they don't, like, you don't realize, like, you get a credit card. I'm you, very you, And you thankful. use it. If you get a credit card and you use it and you, spe- like, you use it and you're not paying it off fast enough, that is accumulating an interest. So that interest, whether whether you have a high interest rate or a low interest rate, they usually sit around it's 10 to 12%. Also a, it's a compound interest. Yes. That's the worst part about credit cards. Because exactly, because it's higher. No, it's because it's compounded interest. So if you have a credit card at 19.99% interest or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah, if it's higher, you're obviously paying more. Yes. But that interest rate is based off of your balance. And say you've got a $1,000 balance and your minimum payment comes in at, what, like 50 bucks? Mm-hmm. That interest on 19.99 was actually $75. You didn't even pay off the interest. Yeah. So the $25... Or the 50 bucks you just Now put in. turned into principal on your next bill. So your next bill comes in at $1,025 and that nineteen twenty or that nineteen point nine nine is based off of thousand twenty five. Yeah. Not just the thousand that you actually spend. Yeah, it just keeps adding up and you're adding spending up. money without knowing you're spending money. Yeah. So even if you max out your credit card, your credit card will still keep going up until you pay that shit off because your interest is still going in. Oh, well, it will stop because it'll go to a it'll go to a third party and whatnot. But. Yeah, yeah, it'll eventually stop, but like a third party collection agency is going to contact you and be like, "We need our money like by the end of the week." And literally that shit can haunt you forever because yeah. it goes from one collection agency to, to the another next, till they to get the their next, money to the next until one is actually willing to sue you and find you because that used to be my job. I used to find people what kind of job they were doing, or I'd find them in the fucking court dockets yeah. and find that they're in jail. Okay, well, they can't pay their bill. Now we have to send it off to a credit agency kind of thing, yeah. right? I can write that shit off early, mm-hmm. not lose as much money on an account kind of thing. So nope. I can see it from both ends because I do mortgages and that sort of stuff. The only one that I don't do is credit cards because it's compounded interest that will murder yeah literally yeah like i don't have a credit card i actually consolidated my credit and 
I'm actually regretting it now, but at this at the time, I actually had no other choice. It was either that or bankruptcy because I had no job and my bills were collecting. And I was like, I had the point where I was like, giving had to like pretty much was gonna have to like give my car back, not be able to get to work, like all this shit. So I consolidated my credit so I would be able to pay because. Like, they don't tell you, too, like, when you consolidate your credit, you're consolidating, like, there's more to it than just consolidating your debt. But, yeah, in the gist... Yeah, there's involved. Yeah, but the gist of it is that you are consolidating, so all that interest that your accounts are building up, so the accounts that if you have a loan, or if you have a credit card, or if you have a line of, a line of credit, or something like that, that, and it's collecting interest, that credit consolidation is taking that interest that you're that is collecting and it's pretty much taking it away so you're pretty much only paying the balance in the account without having to pay the interest fee that's the goal but that never ends up wait repeat that so instead of how your account would get charged every month for the interest fee the interest rate yeah, well, you get fee. It's a fee. You gotta pay. It pay it comes out of your account as a balance. So you make a payment to consolidated credit every yes. month. That payment goes towards your balance on your credit card, credit card, whatever. Yeah, onto whatever. With Both of those balances. Yes. Without your accounts going through the fee, going through the interest fees. Without gaining interest. Yes. On it. Yes. There you go. Yeah. That's what I said. In a different way. In the, yeah, it didn't make sense the other way. <laughs> made sense to me. Well, it didn't make sense to me, so thank you for clarifying. So, yeah, so it's pretty much just consolidating that all that interest that you would be collecting and taking it away so you can just pay off the balance in those accounts. They don't tell you those things. They don't tell you that you collect interest. They don't tell you that. They're like, oh, get a credit card. It's good for you. Yeah, it's good for you, but at the if same time... If you know time, how to if use you know, it Yeah, like, exactly. Like, if you're using it for the right reasons, then Literally, great. Literally, the person who is selling the credit card, their job is to explain a credit card, and they're not doing that. They don't know how to do that at all. Mm -hmm. Because the point of a credit card is to build credit. But most people's concern is, how do I use this credit to pay my bills? Yeah. Right? They're still worried about paying, going, like, paycheck to paycheck, mm -hmm. like my parents were. So why yeah. would they need that credit, mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? They're going to yeah. pay that off later. You don't like, have to worry about it. That's the biggest thing. Here's another another thing. So, but they don't even going to buy my first car. But they don't even tell you that with a credit card to gain to get credit. Yeah, you have you, to spend the money. Well, no. If you have a um, if you have a limit of a thousand dollars, if you go over seventy five percent of your limit and it reports to your credit card that way. It's dinged your credit score that month. If you're at the limit, it's done your credit twice as hard. Or at the limit or over, it's done it yeah. twice as hard. You have to so to actually it. build your credit, you have to consistently stay below 75% of your credit limit and making payments. It you doesn't matter how many payments you make. You have to keep making your payments it just and has you have to, to keep spending the money. It has to be consistent. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, for instance, growing, like, growing up, my parents were very, like, we're not buying you your first vehicle, like, blah, blah, blah. My dad ended up giving me my first truck, which was actually his old truck. So it wasn't like they bought me a vehicle. It was one that he ended up getting for really cheap, fixed it up, drove it around for himself, and then 
get it. Ended up working literally across the street. Didn't need it. Gave it to my sister, and then I ended up getting it after her. Yeah. So, anything. So when I wanted to actually get my (laughs) (laughs) like when I actually wanted to get my first like nice real car, I didn't have the money. But you want to know what I did have? When I was 16, I got a credit card. Yeah, and I had gotten a credit card, and I was stupid when I was 16. Yes, I did. Because of your name fraudulently? Like, that no. doesn't make any sense. You can you get, get a credit, credit card. card until you're 18. It's been that way for over 10 years. Is it 18? Years. It's 18. Oh. Well, whatever. Anyways, 18. Then. At 18. <laughs> Got my first fucking credit card. And used it for books, gas, food, shit like that. Paid my phone bill. Did all that shit. Paid it off. Whatever. Yeah. That used was the that. One. Paid the phone bill with it consistently. I did that too. Yeah. That's a no, people. Do not do that. That is literally, like, the, the... That should be a fucking thing that is marked in red. You cannot pay credit with credit. Stop doing that. Stop Keep doing, doing it. it. I'm just kidding. Keep doing it. No. But I was really wanting to get a car, and I knew I couldn't get a vehicle because until I was done school because I was using OSAP. So I used my credit, and I just built it up and built it up over the over the years. So when I was finally done school, and I was at the ripe age, I think of either 21 or just turning 22, um, not a single dime out of my own pocket went down on this car. I bought a car for $17,000 using only just credit, people. How did that work? How did that work? Like all of your OSAP stuff just went to the car? No, because that stuff was an independent loaner. So it didn't, it wasn't considered anything like as leverage or anything, or like as a ding to my credit. So when I went to go apply for the car, they said, okay, well, how much money do you have put down? I was like, nothing. And they're like, all right, well, let's check your credit score. I was like, okay. Because if you can get, if you have a good credit score and someone's willing to loan money to you, you don't have to put a single fucking cent down on a car. That's how easy it is to get a vehicle. Typically, yeah. So because I had good credit, very excellent credit for my age at 21 or 22. I had a really, uh, probably like over close to an eight, nine hundred, like eight hundred, nine hundred credit score. Very good credit score. And I went in there and I got myself a like 2017 Hyundai Veloc- or Hyundai Elantra, and I didn't pay a single cent on it. And yeah, I walked out with a vehicle. That's how easy it was because I built my credit up. They looked it up. I had a good credit score. Yeah, but you still had to make monthly payments on it. You still, yeah, you still. I still had to pay for the car, but I didn't have to put anything down on the vehicle. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's the point of credit. Yeah, you can put money down on a vehicle, which will take the money off the price of the vehicle and shorten your term. Oh, massively, and reduce the amount of interest that you've paid over the term of the loan. Yeah, that's another thing. People, they don't tell you about cars and how to do this shit either. And they just tell you that you can take it over a seven-year term because that's as long as they legally can take it. Shorten that shit up, people. Go to a five-year or a four-year because all of the vehicles, especially the newer ones and shit, aren't going to last. They're not going to last, but at the same time, even if you go to a four or five year term, you're still paying like way more than you want. That's why people go to the seven year term because it's way more affordable. Like that's why I'm on, I'm on a seven year term. I'm on, I'm done year one of seven. Exactly. And my car, like I, like 
You want to know what I do? Is your car going to last seven years? No, I'm going to trade it in. <laughs> don't, also, but don't do that. Don't you trade in your do, vehicles and roll over your loans. I was going to say, do all you're going to do is gain negative equity. I don't care. I need a new vehicle. vehicle. Well, actually. From the previous vehicle. My vehicle's actually not in really bad shape. I actually had a guy, a couple vehicle, a couple people at a gas station one the other day actually came up to me and they're like, oh, wow, that's actually a, really, a nice little car you got. I was like, oh, thanks. And they're like, what year is it? I was like, it's 2015. And they're like, oh, wow, really? And they're like, I thought it was newer. I was like, nope, just keep it really nice and clean. And I just got, I literally just took it to get a car wash. So it was like brand shiny. Shiny. It was shiny. My new tires were on it. Like shiny it was just, new. just, just peachy cream. And I was filling her up. <laughs> and this guy was, and I'm like, yeah. So the guy's like, that's a nice little car. I was like, yeah, it's nice till you got to pay for the tires. And I was like, 500. I was like, I was like, oh gosh, they're $300 a tire. And he's like, Really? I was like, you low pros. Yeah. yeah. Everyone loves a car till you got to pay for the parts. <laughs> exactly. But anywhere you go nowadays, you can't get a freaking tire under 300 bucks. We just Yes, you can. I got my two tires for under 300 bucks. What did you pay for them? I paid 202 a tire. For the low pros? Yeah. Weird. We just paid... Canadian tire. And if I get a flat, all I have to do is get towed to a nearest Canadian, Canadian tire. tire. And I get that shit done for free. For free. For free. We just had to replace two of the tires on Travis's cruise. Yeah. Those things were expensive. Like they were like three. I think they're almost like three. Yeah, if you go with the dealership, tracks. if you go with the dealership, it's like gonna, they're going to, like the dealership quoted me two, two no, ninety two a tire. That wasn't through the dealership. It was just a... Um, See, I call, like, five different tire places and get my quotes, and then I go to the best one. Mm, yeah. I don't go with my first option. I always go with, like, the third one. That's true. I say that's enough to either way, because I'm like, it's not my view. It's not my car. It's not my problem. It's not my car. It's not my problem. <laughs> no. Honestly, and, like, I really hope to be able to, like... Like, I know I don't have bad spending habits. I'm just in a financial... This is the way I've heard it <clears throat> multiple times, and this is the way I will always phrase it. I do not have a spending problem. I have an income problem. <laughs> yeah. Correct. I would totally fucking agree with you on that because your income has just been so unreliable. Yeah. I don't have a spending problem. Like, how much do I really go out and spend on? Weed, smokes. I literally said this. Gas. Like, say the same <laughs> thing. I Weed feel smokes like, and gas. I feel like I have a problem with impulse buying because I see and I want. Yeah. But I don't buy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. My sister, oh my gosh, or I remember. Or Travis has a fucking impulse buying because he sees, he wants, and he buys. He buys. He can't fucking, like, it'll be the middle of November, or like end of November, and I'll be like, hang on, somebody will probably just get up and for fucking Christmas. <laughs> Oh my god. Like, I need it now. No, honestly. Like, for instance, Travis's brother. When I was seeing him and we were together, this man kept on going out and buying himself shit that he wanted. And I had to stop him. I literally yelled at him and they said, Stop fucking buying yourself shit because everything you're buying, I want to get it for you for Christmas. And then when I go to place the order, you told me you got it already. <laughs> fucking quit. And he's like, Okay. 
I feel like all men are hard to buy for, but the Pickering men are especially hard to buy for. Especially when you find such it. such an impulse buyer. Yes, because especially when you find, like, oh, yes, I'm going to buy it, and they're not going to get it, and then they're like, oh, never mind, just kidding. They fucking it. Exactly. <laughs> I will literally have thought of something and be like, oh, my God, I'm not even going to tell him about it. I'm going to keep this a secret, and then the next fucking day it shows up, and he had ordered it last week on fucking Amazon. Yeah. And I'm like, How? What the fuck? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. Honestly. And people I, don't I'm... understand either that, like, col- like, with vehicle loans, that's collateral. So if you're not paying that, they're going to take the car back. Oh, yeah. Like, and other people try and turn around and be like, okay, well, I don't have the nicest of credit, but I can, I have an asset because I own this thing let me put it down as collateral like where you were saying with your parents and the, yeah. I own this four wheeler I own this boat or whatever yeah. you can't just put it up as collateral because ain't nobody want your shit you'd be surprised you would be surprised there another are man's s- junk is one man's treasure there, Morgan. there are certain people I remember a client very fondly <laughs> who, would, who would come and tell me like every month that I spoke with him, that he was holding somebody's vehicle basically like hostage yeah. in his uh, garage because he lent them like sixty grand and they put up this like nice nineteen sixty seven fucking like El Camino or whatever the heck it was up as collateral for this man but he was charging them 69.99% interest monthly. That's illegal. That's so bad. So I'm I'm sitting there like you're borrowing from me P.S. I work for a B lender so like not great interest rates to begin with. We're there to build people's credits to get them back to the bank rates and like the private lender rates because with mortgages and stuff you still want to go more towards a private lender because they're willing to lower the rate. No, yeah. Banks are great. They've got good good rates and such, but, like, don't go to Joe Fresh around the corner. Yeah, don't go to Blow Joe around the corner. Here's my boat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I own it, it's worth something. I swear. Like, it's, it's not worth it. It's not. (laughs) Honestly, just be smart with your money. If you're young, don't be stupid. If you're old, ask questions. And honestly, one thing I remember, one thing I've learned as I've gotten older, your parents don't know fucking everything. Go to, my parents have always told me this. Growing up, if I said, how do I do this? I don't fucking know. Go ask, go, go make an appointment at the bank. Go make an appointment here. Go call somebody and ask them, the person who knows what they're doing, to tell you the answer to the question. Because exactly. I don't know it. My mother did the exact same thing. If you don't know the answer. Go find it. Go find it or let. My mom was more like let's find out together. Not because now that I've put it in her mind. Sh- it's not going to go away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. My mom's like oh I don't know. Let's go find out. Let's go because, find out. Because I need to know that answer. I'm also. interested too. <laughs> Whereas my dad was just like, he had no patience to actually teach. Yeah. Teach certain things. Like, yeah. He did not want me in the kitchen to even help learn how to cook. 
because we were just gonna get in the way. <laughs> and he's a mechanic also, so yeah. he's like, you're probably gonna hurt yourself, little girl. Get out of the way. Not my parents. My parents were like, don't touch the candle. And I do touch the candle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. On that note, be smart. Be safe. And please don't make any stupid decisions, okay? Not without us. <laughs> yeah, I love you. Bye. Bye.